Hey, it's Tony Bruski. If you enjoy this podcast, Real Ghost Stories Online, be sure to check out our other paranormal podcast, The Grave Talks, with new episodes every Monday and Tuesday. Just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's episodes of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, Ways of the Shaman, a conversation with Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton grew up in a very practical, normal-thinking house. The idea of acceptance of spirits or ghosts was viewed as simply nonsense. Later in life, Chris would find himself in a deep depression as a result of his career and being surrounded by constant negativity. He'd find a path out of this depression through therapy and adopting shamanistic traditions as part of his life. On this journey, Chris would find himself being asked to intervene on paranormal investigations helping to bring peace to families being tormented by spirits. Today, we hear about this journey with Chris Sutton. You know, like a lot of people have this story from their little kids and stuff like that. You know, and I had some of that sort of thing where I would like catch things out of the corner of my eye or I was able to like discern things about people. Um, what you know, folks may or may not know is I do practice shamanism. <clears throat> and um, so that, and this all ties together but, you know, back when I was younger, I, I would have those moments where it's like, yeah, you know, this is kind of this is kind of cool. But, you know, I grew up as a jock and, you know, and I went to a, my parents were religious per se. But we went to the Unitarian Church. And so there's no really spiritual type of thing. You know, it's all very philosophical, and very intellectual type of of a framework. And so I was always based pretty much in what we call reality mm-hmm. um, quotation marks in the air. Um so I went along like this. I had a very early, early when I was probably in late grade school, middle school, that type of thing. I was interested in UFOs. So that was my paranormal thing back then, um, was that sort of thing up until my 20s, probably. Um, the big event, the big thing where I, they, you know, they got me, so to speak. Um, I was actually in my mid-30s. And I was married, had a child at that time. She was one. And um, so my wife, Julia, she was a powwow dancer. And when she was in high school in the Explorers, she loves powwow dancing. And so we're living in this little bitty town in East Central Illinois, um, in a little bitty county. And for some reason, and this is how the universe works uh, time and time again, for some reason, the national powwow, not just any little powwow, the national powwow comes to a county seat and... And so my wife says, well, let's go. I want to see this because I used to dance and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I've got no frame of reference for any of this stuff. I mean, I knew about the Native Americans and, and the historical, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and I always, you know, felt a lot of empathy for that. So I'm like, okay, let's go check out the cultural stuff. This will be fun. So we went there and I'm watching the dancing and they have this, they have a big main arena and it's, I mean, it's just beautiful. All the regalia and the, the different type of dances from the different areas is going on. And I look off and I, and there's, there's a livestock barn. It's a county fairground, you know, and so there's a livestock barn over there where these judge cows and things like that. And I'm hearing a different kind of beat coming out of there. And so I took my daughter, put her in the stroller and we wheeled over there and I went into this barn and they were, I found out later they were doing a gourd dance, a warrior's dance. 
And right there and then, um, actually scared the crap out of me, to be honest, because here my whole world just got rocked because I could feel this other world, the spirit, this world of spirit or whatever you want to call it, the next realm over. And I walked out of there dazed and I said, I got to figure this out. And so bang, I grabbed a book and read about this um, medicine man, this Sioux medicine man named Black Elk. And I say to the universe, I say to myself, wow, I'd really love, love to learn about that way of being spiritual. You know, like I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready to get spiritual and stuff, and this is my path. And, you know, a week later, over two, I'm reading a magazine from Chicago, and somebody's got a pipe circle. And that's how they, you know, you pray with the pipe in the Lakota tradition. And so I go, I call them up, can I come to your pipe circle? And I say, yeah, come on. And there it starts. Um, so I learned all the shamanic stuff, and this is a healing. And, and, you know, you deal with spirits. You deal with the spirits, uh, the animal spirits, the, the spirits of the ancestors of the spirit guides. And so I'm doing this, and, I'm, and then here comes the paranormal part. A friend of mine's son was a DJ at a local community college here, and I'd known this kid since he was born. He's like, you know, he's like a nephew to me. And he calls me up and goes, hey, I, I want to do this all-night radio show here at, the, at Lewis and Clark campus. That's the name of the, the school. And I want to do it on, on Halloween night. Would, would you do it? What is, would you, can you do that? Can you do ghost stuff? I'm, I'm thinking, well, I mean, I had done a little bit helping people out with, with that type of thing, but I'd never really gone investigating. I'm like, well, you know, spirits of, you know, you know, spirit guides, spirit animals, spirits, they're all energy, you know, why not? They're probably pretty similar. And so we went out and we're out all night and um, just, I just winged the whole time. This is before there's any ghost shows. This is back in 1998. Mm -hmm. And um, I had no, I, I really had no idea what I was doing, but actually I came up with some things. And um, as I say, you know, you let spirit guide you. And so I came up with some things and we did really well. I mean, we, we found some stuff and found a death spot where somebody, you know, we felt like somebody had died there. We found out later that a young lady had committed suicide in this room many years before. And so, um, so yeah, and that's, that's how that, and that's how I, everything came together is was back in 1998 when I started, um, actually doing paranormal stuff along with, with my shamanism. Let me ask you about your, your transition into getting into shamanism and then the paranormal stuff mm -hmm. coming from a world of, of, extreme practicality um or, or as right. you said earlier normal quote unquote yeah um yeah. you know mm -hmm. that must have been an, an interesting point in time and and probably somewhat confusing it's sometimes a difficult leap for someone who is very pragmatic very practical on everything to mm -hmm. accept or to believe in anything beyond uh, especially what they're brought up with um, and what they've mm -hmm. accepted. How did you do that? What was it? Was there something in you that that made you feel there's got to be more to the to life than this, or there are or universe or world than this? Uh, what what made you really be accepting enough, I guess, so to speak, to to take some of these things in? Uh, was it the moment where you felt that at that at that that um, the dance that you had walked into? Uh, tell me about that. Um, you know, first, the first part is that I'd always felt, I always felt that I was a little bit different, even though my actions were, you know, the, you know, the palling around with everybody and, um, you know, doing things, you know, drinking your buddies and, and, um, playing football and, you know, doing that kind of stuff, you know, not totally, but, you know, I was, I was a hail and well met type of fellow until, you know, until I got married, which is why I probably got married a little later. 
than some people do. Um, but I'd always felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. That there was part, and it was a, a something I just I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I, I, I could feel it. I couldn't articulate, but I could feel it that that something was not complete. And I tell people today, if you have that feeling, then you know let's look into it because I bet it's something spiritual. And I can look back at the times when um, I got those clues, and I just was too you know wasn't prepared. To act on, I'm in third grade, and our teacher reads us the the um, the Hobbit. And as soon as she, t- you know, they get to the part where Gandalf's introduced, I got I can feel that thrill go up, that thrill go up my spine. I didn't know why. I said, "Wow, this is my, I just must like." So I've always kind of liked wizards and stuff like that, you know, from that age. And then I'm 20 years old, and this was 1977. So okay, I'm talking about how old I am, um, <laughs> which is no problem. But so I'm watching Star Wars, okay, and for the first time. And, you know, get to the park where Obi-Wan tells Luke, you know, you must learn the ways of the false if you want to come with me to Alderaan. And like, boom, I get that same throw. I said, so I know something's missing, but darn it, I cannot put my finger on it. Now, I had lots of, at the time when this happened, mentally and and mentally and and, um, emotionally, I was a wreck. I was working, I worked in social services all my life. And... I was working with kids. The reason I lived where I lived because there was an old military school there. They turned into a treatment center for for uh, adolescents who'd become sex offenders. Well, now not only are they all offenders, but they're all victims as well. Ninety-seven percent of every of every sex offender has been sexually offended against. They've been sexually abused. Sure. And at that time, I didn't know I was empathetic, which means I can feel the emotions of other people. Um, I always knew I was affected by other people, but I didn't know how. But I hear they were, these kids were telling me stories about what had happened and what they'd done, which is horrible enough, you know, at the face value. But then you start feeling, I was feeling their feelings. I actually would get pictures of this crap happening to them. And I was, it was, I don't know, I was, you know, I was really depressed. I was, you know, you know clinically a mess. Sure. Um, so I had this, this, you know, this urge, okay, I got to do something here. And all of a sudden, you know, here, I, like I said, I, I go in this, in this barn and this, and I feel and the pain went away and I saw a hope. I felt hope. Wait a minute. This is, this is, I didn't quite know it at the time, but I got that spark. This is your way out. Um, not that I didn't do other things. I went to therapy. I did a lot of good things for myself. This gave me the energy to, to say, okay, darn it, I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm not going down this path anymore. I'm going to find my way out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, you know, I had a lot of motivation to to try something new. And um, my advice to anybody is, don't wait for it for that long. If you feel like you need to do something, do it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it became a matter of almost necessity. Mm-hmm. I think I would have done it anyway, eventually, but it just came to me at really the right time and where I needed something to to push me, and um, that did, and that's it changed my life, well, obviously for the better because I'm still here. What do you think that is where you, for you, you had that moment where you, you felt mm-hmm. like this is the way out, uh, you know, yeah. n- not in so much in the sense that there was literally a voice talking to you, or maybe there was, I don't know if there's some, that that's how clear it can be saying this mm-hmm. is, is the way out for us. Or is this just, you know, it's the download of the information of this is the way out. I know this is the path. This is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, how do you view that? Is that, is that the universe telling you 
you know, this is the direction that you should be going in. Is it, is there a guide? Is it a ghost? Is it a spirit? Is it, what, what is your opinion on, on what that is when your life gets to a certain point or a certain direction? And then there is a dramatic shift that just seems to happen. It's, it, it almost finds you uh, and helps you, gives you that hand, that, that life, you know, that, that life vest or whatever to, to pull you out of uh, what's, what's pulling you down. All the above. Um, it's it's you know it's. I always tell people I, I wish I knew all the rules, all the possibilities that could happen because I it, it's your spirit guides. Um, now I didn't wasn't aware of them then. I am now, and but I knew they were there. Now I look back and I knew they were there then. It took like a universal shift for me. Um, and when you say the universe, it's like okay, well, what's that? You know, yeah. a bunch of stars and, and that. No, it's it's this. I don't know, it's consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Because um, we all have a place in the, in the universe. In, in, in our tradition, our practice now, um, we believe everybody has medicine, everybody has a, a gift from God or from spirit. And that, that gift starts to wake up. And if it's not being tended to, um, it's like you're not fulfilling your destiny. We, we, you, know, you have free will. I mean, there's so many different angles and ways you can go to it. So I'm just kind of talking for me. Um, it that energy becomes so great that you have to finally say yes to it one way or the other. Um, otherwise, you start getting sick. Like I start getting sick, and certainly some people get physically sick. Um, and it's just, um, but you, you, once you once that spirit will interact with you in a way that you will respond to. Um, I was just talking to a, a nice lady last night on the phone, and she was um, telling me her story. Uh, about how she was seeing this apparition of a young native girl, but it was becoming like more and more scary looking. Hope you enjoyed this 15-minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of The Grave Talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.